Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host, as always. Happy to be back in studio on a different day than we usually record. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. That's right. We were maybe even thinking about doing it on Saturday, on Sabbath, right? But, yeah, we were. Uh, but it's okay. This worked out better. A little more comfortable. No stress. Nothing to crazy that we have to run to. And uh, we have a special guest in studio with us, uh, our speaker from Sabbath. And so I'm going to let her introduce herself and uh, we'll kind of go around the room and, and get on going. So, Well, I'm Jasmine Bankston and I'm a teaching vice principal at Scenic Hills Christian Academy down in, literally down, yes, south <laughs> yes. in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I run a Instagram, an Instagram blog called Grace Unveiled okay. um, that centers on empowering women on their journey, I guess oh. you could say. And I'm also the AYP um, Southwest director, and um, we got a lot of fun things coming up with that um, for young adult professionals. Very yeah. cool. So. Awesome. Sir, Hello. across from me. I'm back. The familiar voice. It's Michael. I'm here. That's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah I know. It's Michael. <laughs> um, no, Jazz was in town this weekend. It was right. alumni weekend mm -hmm. for Southwestern Adventist, Univers and, oh, Adventist University. There we go. Where uh, the Keene Church and Elevate, we share a campus with them. And so it was fun to see a lot of old friends, mm -hmm. some familiar faces. And it was a pleasure to have Jazz share uh, the message yeah. on Sabbath morning and Elevate. Yep. It was, uh, I heard a lot of great things. I always like to ask, uh, brand new speaker, someone that we maybe don't see all the time um, when it comes to their message. Was there any uh, inspiration that maybe wasn't shared during the message that you can give us a little inside track as to how you built your sermon, where kind of the inspiration came from? Well, I guess I was down with COVID for a good month. And um, that was back in January. And... You know, I would say a lot of my inspiration came from that period. It was the strangest thing because I consider myself to be very healthy. I eat all my fruits and veggies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it was very strange that I was just uh, kind of knocked down for a month and um, with COVID and really isolated um, down there in San Antonio, Texas. And, um, you know, it was funny um, during that time, a question had come to my mind, and I ended up getting up and writing this question on my whiteboard. I have a whiteboard at home because I'm a nerd. Yes. <laughs> and my creativity. <laughs> I have Love to take it. things to the drawing board. But in this case, um, a question had come to my mind that came out of nowhere, and it was, do I... No, not do I. It was, do you have what it takes to leave everything behind and follow me? And it was like I heard God's voice speaking to me. Mm. And so um, when my fever broke, mm. I got up, walked all the way to my office on my whiteboard, and um, I wrote that question. And I stood back and I just, I looked at it. and I was like, what does this mean? Do I have do I have what it takes to leave everything behind and follow you, God? Well, that question served as a catalyst to looking back in hindsight where God has taken me. And all the times that I was challenged to 
I guess you could say, leave everything behind, wanting to carve my own path, um, everything that I would think, okay, this is the path that God has for me, but the Bible clearly says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. It doesn't say for Jasmine knows the plans that she has for herself. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just all my life, you know, being challenged to um, follow God's path. It was like the question was thrown at me again in my current life. Do I have what it takes to leave everything behind and follow you? That sort of paved the way um, to... I guess, crafting this message, um, which is titled Move Toward the Dawn, but I had changed it later to follow the yellow brick road. <laughs> the yellow brick road symbolizing following um, God's path for your life. And, um, you know, during the time that I was down with COVID, there was actually a lot of things, um, vulnerably speaking here, there were a lot of things going on, um, a lot of things uh, going on on campus, a lot of things happening in my own personal life in addition to that. And I was feeling so stretched that I again had, I didn't recognize it at the time, but um, I again was tempted to stray off the path. Mm. And um, there was something that I said in yesterday's message um, along the lines of God calling me to a new place um, and a new position. And by the way, when will this be posted? Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I could say it, but he had called me into pastoral ministry. Awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> and so... Um, do I have what it takes to leave everything and follow, leave everything behind and follow him? It was like a point in my life where I had to reach this full surrender. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't want people to call me Pastor Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Jazz. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's like a whole complete uh, professional change, mm. right? But for me, I think every aspect of where you are is ministry. And so if God was calling me down this path and I kept saying no, no, no. But then it came, his voice just became so loud through people that I was interacting with mm. um, and situations that were happening that I had to say yes. And <laughs> so follow the yellow brick road is mm. and moving toward the dawn, you yeah. know, is kind of how this sermon was crafted and i found myself relating to dorothy feeling like i was um caught in the spiritual whirlwind of all this crazy out of uh, out of my control that was happening in my yeah. life you know and um on on the journey of walking down my own yellow brick road recently um coming across and meeting other people along the way a scarecrow, a tin woodman, um, a cowardly lion, right? Um, just other people. It was almost like discipleship. And, uh, you know, with me always making these spiritual mm -hmm. connections with secular um, secular uh, texts and literature, I was just like, this is my journey. Mm -hmm. How ironic that Alumni Weekend is called There's No Place Like Home. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's referring back to The Wizard of Oz, mm -hmm. of course. And um, that's kind of, I don't know if that answers your question. I'm just no, kind of talking no, no, it's, uh, <laughs> Perfect. Um, I, I like that you, it's interesting. This has to be a God thing. Because last week we talked a little bit about this where 
what is it, you know, what is it okay to not know? And we, yeah. we asked that question last yeah. week and you kind of mentioned just now that it was a little blurry and you kind of didn't really know where. Um, and I guess the question, I'll throw it out to, to both of you off of that. How would you help someone through that? Because I think our human nature wants to know, like, I need to know mm. what, like where God has me going and I want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But Kelvin, I'm listening to this podcast and it's foggy and I have no idea where I'm going. How would you kind of help someone manage that? I guess since both of you have maybe found what God has called you to do, I guess, you know? Well, I mean, I didn't necessarily have an answer for myself. <laughs> um, I think I had to move through my own experience um, experience with God and just uh, be vulnerable to surrendering myself to such a disorienting state, mm-hmm. right? Where I literally like having to deal with brain fog after COVID. Um, I, I do strategic planning. Everything I do requires mm-hmm. that strategic planning, mm-hmm. strategic thinking, creative problem solving. Mm-hmm. And even that, it was almost as if like I couldn't do what I would normally do. And I could hear God's voice saying again, do you have what it takes to leave everything behind and follow me? Mm-hmm even if it's strategically planning. Because mm-hmm. I tell you, when I was crafting that sermon, I didn't start writing until Friday night <laughs> <laughs> because I just couldn't think. Normally I, I plan things out and I just, for once I couldn't. And so mm-hmm. being caught in a disorienting state was almost almost necessary for mm-hmm. me. I don't, I don't necessarily have the answers um, to provide for someone who may be in a similar state except for trusting God along the path. And while you're caught in the spiritual whirlwind, it's like putting, you have to let go of everything that you would normally hold on to as comfort. And that's a scary thing. I was in a scary place. I was in a very, very dark and hard season to the point where I had to reach out to people, pray for me. And I didn't have the answers. I didn't know what to do. But all I knew was to keep my eyes focused. And all I could say to myself was starve all the distractions in my life that are trying to pull me in different directions and fuel my focus on where God wants me to go. And I may not know what that is, but what he requires of me is to just take a step forward and show up. Yeah. And I may not even know where I'm going to be putting my foot next, Mm -hmm. but I'm required to take a step forward. Yeah. I think to add on to that, uh, by way of illustration, a couple of weeks ago, I had the, the chance to travel to Palau with my wife for a film project that we'll share in a special episode right. this week. Right. Uh, but while we were there, we got to go snorkeling several times, beautiful Pacific Island. It just, mm. the, the underwater beauty is amazing. Mm. And one of the places that they took us snorkeling uh, was at this reef that kind of had several channels into it. And they took us there while the tide was coming in. And so the, the water was flowing from out in the ocean towards the shore and, uh, they tie the boat up and they're like, all right, jump in. You're going to need flippers because you're going to feel the current of the water. And as you're drifting along, don't try to swim against the current. You're going to get tired. Just let the current take you and jump in and kind of at the mouth it wasn't super bad and, the, and it was right at the beginning as the the tide was coming in and you could feel the the tide start to go 
And I remember just kind of letting it take me. And then there was something I wanted to see. And I was going with the current. And then I turned around and tried to swim back. And it's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> in fact, I'm swimming in the opposite direction, but I'm, I'm moving towards my feet, not towards my head in the direction that I want to go. Uh, and it was just in that moment, a realization of sometimes there are powers and forces that are stronger than me and God's moving in a particular direction. And all he asked me to do is go for the ride. Mm -hmm. And I tire myself out when I swim contrary to his mm -hmm, will. Mm -hmm. And so am I letting myself go? And the, uh, the, and the big thing was stick with, there was the, like a leader that we were looking for that he was just kind of making sure everybody was okay. And he would be like, okay, swim over here and then do this over here. And my, my focus was on don't swim against the tide and then find the, the dive leader, the dive master, the one that's taking us. And it was cool because along the way he would point out things and be like, oh, there's some sharks down there. There's a sea turtle over here. And there's some cool coral over there. Um, and while I listened to the instructions, I had a fantastic time. Mm. When I turned around and tried to go the other way. It didn't work out so great. And so I think for my own life, how to make the connection between the drift snorkel and my own life is to just allow God to, to move and then just be in the middle of that drift. Mm. The tide's going to change, right? Before that moment when I'm in that space where the tide is changing in that particular direction, I've got to roll with it because I'm going to burn out. I'm going to tire out. I'm going to exhaust myself. In, in other spaces. You mentioned the Israelites when they left Egypt in your message. And I wanted to touch on that for just a second mm -hmm. because something was interesting. Um, I wonder why was, why was freedom not enough for them? They left Egypt mm -hmm. and you figured that that would have been fine. They would have been happy. God's getting them out of there. But as soon as everything got crazy, they began to complain and even wanted to go back to where they were. Hmm. Why was that not enough for them? So the thing that comes to mind um, for me is that sometimes it's hard to believe that God is a God who truly wants to bless with no strings attached. Mm -hmm. um, and so like what... Uh, you know, Michael, what you were saying about uh, with your analogy of moving against the tide, right? And that God just kind of wants us to move through life with the rhythms of the Holy Spirit and trusting him. And you had a fantastic time, mm -hmm. right? It's like he wants to give us a fantastic time. God wants to bless us with good things. But then sometimes our anxiety or you know just our human selves like no but it has to be this way and it has to be mm -hmm. this way but our foundation of mm -hmm. it has to be this way comes from a broken place mm -hmm. and so when i think about the israelites you know it's like i put myself in their shoes and it's like does he really want to bless me mm -hmm. you know like is this really freedom Mm -hmm. And how can you know what freedom is? How can you know what goodness is when you've been living in brokenness for so long and your your broken state is the only normal that you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think to add on to that, they didn't understand what freedom was. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, woohoo, they get out in the desert for three days and they're like, yeah, fantastic, we're no longer slaves. Now what? <laughs> 
and they'd been under this uh, this oppression to the point that they were told when they would get up and when they would eat and what they would eat and how mm-hmm. they would sleep and all mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And now all of a sudden, there's a different person giving them their instructions, and he's not as heavy-handed as the the previous person was. And mm-hmm. for me, it makes me think about a horse. Uh, there's a particular tactic for setting the parking brake on horse. You, know, you can't just like pull the parking brake. Um, <laughs> but the, the horse trainers will, you know, harness a horse, put the, the, the halter on the, the horse's head and then attach a rope to that halter and they'll train it. They'll go someplace and then tie it up to a post. And after a while, the horse will pull on it and then realize like, well, I'm tied to the post, so I won't go anywhere. And the horse associates the rope tied to the, the halter as being... I'm, I'm stuck in this spot. And so there's this term mm. called ground tying your horse mm. to where you take the, the rope, maybe use the rope as reins, and the horse has been trained so long that when that halter is on, it can't go anywhere, that you can literally take that horse anywhere, drop the rope on the ground, and the horse won't move. Mm. Because it has a sensation of the, the rope pulling a little bit on the halter, and it's like, well, I, I can't move. Mm. And so it's associated, this is on, I can't move. And what I think God was doing for the Israelites is re trying to retrain them that they'd been conditioned mm-hmm. in a particular way that they're given freedom. He pulls the mm-hmm. pulls the rope off of the post, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you're free. And they're like, no, 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 like you don't understand. Like we still got the rope. He's like, yeah, there's still ways that we have to navigate the world, but you're free. I like that analogy. I'm gonna steal it. Please do. <laughs> There's a professor in college I had that said there's no copyright on the gospel. Yeah, that's right. So, um, freely given, then you don't have to steal it. So I had a couple of questions um, submitted by a couple people that I wanted to be in here with us on Saturday when we were originally planning. Okay. They preferred to remain anonymous. So I'm going to keep them that way. But okay. they wanted us. They wanted to ask, say, oh, hey, boy. listener ask, questions. <clears throat> ask Jazz and ask Pastor Michael um, <laughs> these questions when it came to the message. So somebody said... If God is sufficient enough and he is our provider, why is it that I am always looking for other things? Why do I long for more mm. than, I guess, what he's already or going to provide for me, if that makes any sense? I think it goes back to um, the Israelites' journey, right? Where they were thinking, like, is God enough in this, even when man is falling down from heaven, will he provide food the next day? You know, mm. is mm. is he enough? And um, as you were talking about, you know, just uh, people in this world, um, just attaching themselves to things in this world, you know, because it, it feeds us temporarily. I just I, what came to my mind was this world gives this message of scarcity that we are lacking. Right. And that they can provide that the world itself can provide the things that we are lacking. But every time we try to go for those things, it's always like a chasing after the wind. And when I think about um, this innate longing that we have inside of ourselves, um, as you were reading that question, um, there's a quote that comes to mind by C.S. Lewis um, in Mere Christianity. And it's If I find in myself a desire in which nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Mm. 
Mm, Right. And um, that longing inside us should draw us closer to God. God is saying you're searching for for something to fill this longing inside of your heart. Don't you know that all the things in this world that you keep latching onto are just temporary? And this is why you keep going after the same things over and over and over again. Mm. You've been living broken for so long. Don't you know that I'm enough? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So this was a female that asked this question. I had a guy and a girl come up to me. Um, and she's in the process of switching majors. Woot woot. Okay. Good on you. Good on this person. Um, and they rephrased kind of what we talked about at the very beginning. So I'm in the process of switching majors. And I know I want to follow the path that God has. And that's why she's switching. Okay. Um, but she says, I don't know where that journey is going to end or what I am meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know what it's like to be in that state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the way I'd summarize it is you don't need to know all the details when you're with someone you trust. Mm. You've got to have someone in your life that you can hop in their car. They don't give you all the details of where you're going, what event you're going to, <laughs> but you know that you're in for a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter how long you're in the I mean, it could matter how long you're in the car for, but <laughs> the analogy could go south really quick. Um, but there are people that you're willing to just, they say, hey, come on over and you come. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to go do this. I don't really know. Don't worry. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the same thing is with, with God. You don't need to know all the details when you're with someone you trust. So if you trust that God is leading in your life, mm-hmm. the details can be sketchy, but you know that the end product is, is going to turn out well. Uh, my wife likes to describe it in, uh, in terms of photography. She says, how can I make big picture decisions when all I have is a couple of pixels to look at? Hmm. So I've just got a few pixels out. My, okay. This is a little piece here, a little piece here. I've got to trust that God's got the big picture in mind. Hmm. And I bring my few pixels to the, the, the table and say, okay, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing, I'm bringing mine, my pixels to you and hmm. trusting that you're making the big picture. I like that. I think there are people in my life that if they called and said, Kelvin, we're out, let's go. I'd have no issue Yeah, getting in the car with them. Like, all right, we're going to go do something, whatever it is, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, we need to get to that point with God where he says, yeah. all right, Kelvin, you're going here tomorrow. Why? I don't know. Just go, you know, yeah, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll figure out the rest for you. Yeah. Um, thanks to those couple people that, that, uh, that submitted their questions in. Um, I want to give you a chance to plug your Instagram one more time so people can go and mm-hmm. check you out and give you all the thousands and thousands. I oh, would have that many listeners. Oh, we maybe do <laughs> all the thousands and thousands of followers. So go ahead, plug that so people can give you a follow and AYP and what's oh, coming yes. up this summer. Yes. You can do both. Tell us about it. Okay. Well, um, if you're interested in following my Instagram blog, it is grace.unveiled grace.unveiled. Now in regards to, um, AYP. We have an upcoming leadership convention this July 29 to 31. And it's an exciting time. We're calling all young adult professionals anywhere beyond Texas to come and be a part of something that we're planning where um, you can be around people who want to develop their leadership skills. We're going to have amazing um Uh, breakout speakers and um, keynote speaker who are going to talk about 
leadership from a mentorship and discipleship perspective, um, following the model that Jesus had uh, provided for us, has mm-hmm. written in his word. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I invite all of you guys to to go to that. And um, if you want more information, feel free to go to evidenceyoungprofessionals.org, <laughs> um, as well as um, reaching out to me if you have any questions about that. Yeah. And the convention will be in Dallas this Dallas. summer? Yes, okay. it'll be in Dallas, um, Dallas-Fort Worth area. Awesome. Very cool. Real nice. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the message yesterday, um, letting God use you. And uh, thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday to come hang out with us yes. for half an hour or so, maybe a little bit great. more than that. But, uh, <laughs> I appreciate the conversation having you here. Um, I, I know that someone will be blessed by... Yes either the words that were said here or by the message. And so if you're listening and you haven't listened to the message and you're kind of wondering what we're talking about, go back and listen to the message as well. And, uh, and then maybe come back and do it all over again. So you get a different, different perspective. Um, thank you so much for listening. Whoever is out there, we talked about it last episode. we got people all over the world that are tuning in. And so we thank you so much uh, for your support. Uh, links to follow us and everything's in the description. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you again, Pastor Michael, for being here. Thank you, Jazz, so much. Yeah, it's great. My name is Kelvin, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Remember, there's always room for one more.